Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Good morning, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Thanks so much for joining us on this Thursday, October 19, 2023. We will get to our Syracuse 2023-2024 basketball season preview later in the podcast, but we begin today with news from its former head coach, Jim Beheim. According to a report on Wednesday from College Hoops Today's John Rothstein, Beheim is in the process of finalizing contracts with ESPN and Westwood One to join the broadcast booth and be a studio host and color commentary analyst for games. This is a perfect transition for Jim Beheim in his post-coaching career. As my colleague Brad Bierman wrote on The Juice, what's not to like about getting paid great money to travel on set or on site to talk about college basketball, eat at nice restaurants, stay at the top of the line hotels, and then watch and analyze the biggest games of the season? Beheim has never been particularly fond of the media and actually recently said to me that he never agreed with most of the stuff I wrote. But in that same sentence, he also said he didn't care now that he's retired and now he's actually a member of the media. And I think his frank analysis and no holds bar rants will really be enjoyable to watch on air. I personally can't wait for his first broadcast. We'll take a quick break. Syracuse.com's Mike Waters would join us to break down the 2023-24 Syracuse basketball season. And then we'll welcome on the Juice Online's Brett Gustin later in the podcast to talk about Syracuse basketball's media day. And I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast. So we are 18 days away from the start of the Syracuse basketball season. The Orange will tip off on Monday, November 6th against New Hampshire. And there's no person I'd rather be talking to at this time of year than the one and only Mike Waters. Mike, thanks so much for coming on. How are you today? Uh, Wes, I'm doing great. It's good to hear your voice again and and, uh, to join you back on the podcast. So uh, in addition to the fact I just like talking to you, it also means uh, when you have me on the podcast, it's basketball season. Exactly, Mike. I look forward to this particular podcast every year. We'll get you started on this one. This is a Syracuse basketball season, unlike any we've covered since we've been working in this business. For the first time in 48 years, there's a new head basketball coach at Syracuse. The Jim Beheim era is over. The Red Autry era has started. So what's the biggest difference you've seen so far in the previous era and the current one? Well, you know, there's the obvious, you know, uh, differences just between Jim and Red. Uh, they're two very different people, two very different personality styles. And, uh, you know, so, but we don't get to see the inner circle too much in terms of like how that's different uh, with the team, you know, how, how Red runs his practices and how he runs his meetings and stuff like that. But, you know, he talks about, you know, he, he makes it clear, wants to play man to man. I don't think they've completely abandoned the zone yet uh, because, for one, I think they have the personnel to play it at times this year. Plan Sounds like he would want to be more aggressive, pick up the pace a little bit. And he also talked offensively. Uh, you know, he wants to have times when he's got five guys out on the floor who can all dribble, pass, and shoot. And, you know, so 
and he, and he also talks about probably playing uh, maybe one more guy in a rotation than Jim Beheim did in recent years, going from that sixth or seventh man rotation to more of a seven, eight, maybe even nine guys getting regular playing time. So those are some of the major differences. Mike, every year Syracuse has a guy who breaks out. I think there are a few that may fit that bill this year. Quadir Copeland, Benny Williams, Justin Taylor, Chris Bell. Who do you see as your breakout candidate, or is it someone that I didn't even name here? You know, it's really hard to say because you just really haven't had a chance to see these guys yet. Uh, you know, haven't been able to get into you know, practices to this point. And, you know, the Orange Tip-Off event is fine, but, man, you hate making huge proclamations based on a 20-minute running clock inter-squad scrimmage. But let's go ahead and, and, and venture an answer here. You know, you got a lot of candidates because you had last year's huge freshman class, and these guys are now all sophomores. And, you know, guys like Judah Mintz and Chris Bell were starters last year, first-time starters as freshmen. You know, Justin Taylor, you mentioned him, a guy who got about 18, 20 minutes a game off the bench and shot the ball well. Another guy, you know, maybe takes a step up. But I'm going to zig instead of zagging, and I'm going to say Benny Williams. Because similar to the guys who last year were freshmen that were really getting their first significant playing time in college, that's what Benny did last year. Benny was, even though he was a sophomore, he barely played as a freshman. And, you know, when he did play, it was a struggle. And so last year, not only is he getting his first significant playing time of his career, he was now a starter. And he had his ups and his downs, but I thought by the end of the year, he was playing really, really well. And I think he's coming back a little bit stronger, uh, maybe an inch taller as well, as I saw him at Media Day, and I commented to his dad, Benny taller? And his dad says, yeah, I think he is. And <laughs> the dad thought he was 6'9 and in, 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 uh, bare feet and perhaps uh, 6'10 in sneakers. So I'm like, well, they play basketball with sneakers on, so let's say 6'10. You know, I just think <laughs> Benny can add to his game just in terms of the size, just finishing around the basket, he'll be able to increase his scoring average. It's like a lot of times when you're thinking guys are going to score more from the previous year, he's like, oh, did he improve his shot or has he added another offensive move or something? I think it's simpler than that for Benny. Just a little bit more strength and finish around the basket better, and he, I think his scoring average goes up by four or five points a game just in that one area. So, yeah, I'll go with Benny Williams as a guy that that could step up. And actually, to be honest, he's a guy Syracuse needs to step up. Mike, we'll get you out of here on this one. Every year you've been on the podcast, and let's see, this is the 11th year you've been on. We've gotten a prediction from you, and I know we have to do some schedule analysis to answer this question, but talent-wise, roster-wise, does this look like an NCAA tournament team to you? Wow, I've been on the podcast that many times, that many years. I, I hope you don't have like my my record. You're not. You didn't go back and like look at like past recordings and pods to see what my preseason predictions were. And now you're in a minute. You're, you're going to tell me how bad I am. Yeah, I doubt that. I seriously doubt that. I think this team has the talent to make uh make it to the NCAA tournament to earn a bid. The one thing that gives me pause is the early season schedule is brutal. You know, they got to go to Hawaii. They open up against a, a nationally ranked Tennessee team, 
win or lose, the very next day you're playing another nationally ranked team because you're getting either Gonzaga or Purdue. So, you know, congratulations. Uh, you could be 0-2 in that tournament and playing in the seventh-place game real easy. So, you know, that could be a difficult trip. You got the neutral court game against Oregon, I think, is tremendously an important one on the early season schedule. Because you got a home game against LSU that'll be tough. You need to win it because it's at home. But, you know, you win and it's a home game, and we all know how the quad ones and twos work and net rankings. It'll be a good win, but still it's a home win. And you got a road game against Georgetown. I think Georgetown will be better. That's not going to be an easy one, but you got to win that one. I think the the game that could really turn or the, like where the early season non-conference schedule really turns on is that Oregon game out in South Dakota. Can you win it? Uh, so that then you've gone hopefully three and two against the power conference opponents on your non-conference schedule. And then it doesn't help either that they got to go on the road for that early ACC game. Like usual, they always have to go on the road in early December for the ACC game because you got the New York State football playoffs being played at the Dome on that weekend. So Syracuse always has to start the ACC on the road, and this year it's Virginia. And it's like, so, man, you're, you're going to Hawaii. You're playing nationally ranked teams there. You're going to South Dakota to play Oregon. You're going to go on the road to play Georgetown in, in early December. And, oh, by the way, the week before that in early December, you got to go to Charlottesville. Um, as Adrian Autry quickly pointed out at Media Day the other day because someone asked him about his scheduling philosophy, uh, he made it clear he did not make this schedule. No first-year, first-time head coach would ever make this schedule. <laughs> Mike, thanks so much for your time. We look forward to welcoming you out in sunny California at this time next year. Absolutely. The, the road trips to Cal and Stanford, I'm looking forward to them just to see you in person again. Uh, that'll be great. Uh, you're going to have to show me around Northern California. You know, that, that rivalry between uh, Syracuse and Cal, I mean, no one can deny it. I mean, and, you know, Cal is bound to get back in this sometime, right? And that's a phrase, Cal's getting back in this? <laughs> I guess we'll have to find out how true that statement is when they're officially a part of the ACC. Thank you, thank you, Mike. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Wes. You'll be good. We'll see you. Mike Waters, ladies and gentlemen. Mike and I actually chatted about that pre-show about Cal and Stanford joining the ACC and just the logistics of how the Syracuse football and men's basketball teams will need to fly for San Francisco for in-conference games. But let's not forget about the non-revenue sports like men's soccer and women's volleyball having to fly out every time just for a basic in-conference game. I just don't understand how that's going to work. But we'll check back in with him in 2024 to get his thoughts on his travel schedule when it happens. We'll take a quick break. Brett Gustin when we return. And I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cuse podcast. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, 
Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. So Syracuse hosted its annual basketball media day on Friday. Our Brett Gustin was there catching up with all the players and the coaches. So let's catch up with him now. Brett, thanks for the time. How are you today? Good. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always always fun to talk around this time of year as we get ready for a little Syracuse basketball. Yeah, absolutely, Brett. So let's talk some Syracuse basketball. You were at Media Day on Friday. You've been covering this event for four years now. And this year was obviously different with the coaching change. Did you find that there was a different vibe to it? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'd say there's, there's definitely the main thing you can kind of feel uh, with this year compared to in the past is just the sense of, of confidence with this group and a little bit of calmness. You know, they've all been here mostly, mainly uh, together with the exception of some transfer guys that we'll get to in a minute. But I, I really feel like they, they have a feel for uh, what it takes to win, uh, at least last year, just together. And they had that confidence. And, and really, Coach Red Autry is slipping right in. Uh, for Coach Beheim really well, and you can you can kind of see it the way they interact with each other and uh, and with Coach Red. It's it's really for uh, just a feeling of you know, hey, we've been here and now we're ready to show it this year with the group of guys we got. So I'd say just a feeling of of confidence. Brett, you just talked about transfers coming in. Let's talk about the top transfer coming in. That's five star guard JJ Starling, who comes in from Notre Dame. You spoke with him. What did he say about why he returned to Syracuse? Yeah, you know. For JJ, he was uh, really not shy to say it was just one thing, and that, and that was Coach Autry. You know, he admits that there was no doubt from the minute he transferred in that he was going to want to play at Syracuse uh, under Coach Rudd. And he, he kind of credited it uh, to his thought process and, you know, just the way he thinks, not only on the court, but off it too. You know, he talked a lot about uh, how Coach Autry really approaches the team uh, and just to be off the court, really well-rounded people, good in the classroom, good with the people they, they're social with every day. And I, I think you know, for JJ himself, he, he needed that, that year away. You know, he was so good here in high school. And Notre Dame was an opportunity for him to, to grow. And you can really kind of see it. And now he's back. And, and you can really tell how happy he is to be to be back in the 315. Brett, on the flip side of that, there are people who didn't transfer out. And I'm talking about Chris Bell and Justin Taylor. You talked to the two of them about that. Why did they decide to stay? Yeah, you know, I think uh, for for Bell, you know, he commented that originally he was here for Coach Beheim last year, but really when they made the move, there was no hesitation uh, because Coach Rudd was, was huge for his recruitment. And I think that's the same with Taylor. Both guys just really feel comfortable with staying here because they've been together with these guys and they've been together with Autry. And, uh, you know, Taylor made a comment about how it was an easy decision with how experienced this group uh, is, even with the transfer guys, you know, all the – Naheem McLeod and, and Starling and also even Kyle Cuff and, and Chance Westry. These are all guys that have, have played in college and played at really good schools. Uh, so they really have the experience. Now it's about bringing it all together. And I think, you know, for Taylor, he knows uh, just how much the Orange backcourt really needs his student experience. So really for everyone, it's about uh, just doing what is expected of them uh, coming into the season. 
So, Brett, I have two questions for you about another guy who's returning, and that's Judah Mintz. The first question is, he went to the NBA draft. He ended up returning. What did he say about why he's back in Orange? Well, yeah, I mean, and he was the same. He was not shy to say, really, you know, he made his decision to go try at the combine because he wants to make the NBA. I mean, that's really at the end of the day, especially for a guy like Judah, that is the main goal. That's why he's here at Syracuse is, is to learn and grow, to get ready for that next level. Um, I think for him, he, he learned a lot at the combine. And when he when he realized uh, the decision that he had to make, and, and it would have been better to come back, I think it was an easy decision as far as being here uh, for the Orange. He's, he's really comfortable here. He had a great freshman year. And now, combining with Starling, I mean, it's, it is one of the best and most athletic uh, backcourts in the country. So I think for Judo, once he realized uh, the decision to come back, uh, being an Orange is no question. So the second half of that question about Judah is he mentioned his goals for this year, and he said that the goal was not only to get back to the NCAA tournament, but to make some noise once they're there. Was that the goal for everyone else when you spoke to them? Yeah, you know, it's funny. As I said, you know, there's kind of a feeling of, of confidence with this group already. Uh, but the reality is that no one on this roster has played an NCAA tournament game. So I think for the most part, you know, this team feels really good about where they are, and they have the confidence. Uh, to get there and like you said make some noise but really they have to you know take it one step at a time when uh they've never really been there and Malik Brown you know he talked about he really feels like there was there's a really high ceiling for this team and where he thinks they can go just off of what he's seen this summer and entering the fall but he commented it, it takes a process so they're taking it one step at a time but they definitely have the confidence and and willingness to get there appreciate it Brett enjoy the season talk to you soon of course, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure, and I'm excited for this year. Brett Gustin, ladies and gentlemen, always enjoy hearing from him and getting his take on Media Day. And I'm going to close the show on Kyan Anthony. The 2025 four-star guard and son of Carmelo Anthony will be taking his official visit to Syracuse this weekend. Rivals recently caught up with him at USA Basketball Minicamp, and he said this about his Orange recruitment. Quote, my options are open. Everyone does think I'm going to Syracuse. It's definitely an option, but I'm going to keep my options open. End quote. Kyan was also at Florida State this past week, and I have to say it was really strange seeing Carmelo decked out in Florida State gear. The Orange is certainly in a good position for Kyan, but he's also planning visits to Indiana and Michigan at the end of the season, so still plenty of time left in his recruitment. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest, Syracuse.com's Mike Waters, the Juice Online's Brett Gustin, and this is Wes Chang reminding you that I overheard today in a restaurant. Can you please stop listening to our conversation? You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com, and we'll see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.